0: Talk about the Los Angeles Angels at 11:30 with Maury Brown of Forbes. He's their baseball business reporter. The Angels, R.T. Moreno, their owner, is exploring the sale of the team, which of course has major implications considering Shohei Ohtani's contractual status, and I guess by extension, Mike Trout's should status have, as well. Should
1: have traded him already. Trout? Otani. Ohtani. You can't, you can't take, trade Trout. Contract. He's hurt all the time. I yeah. know he's when he plays, he's the best player in baseball, but he don't play enough. Yeah. Yeah. it will be hard to trade that, but it won't be hard to trade another guy.
0: Nope. Uh 7-10 is the first pitch tonight as the Jays take on the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. Ben Wagner will join us in a few minutes. It'll be Jose Barrios against Brian Bello. Mm. And Kevin Gossman against Cutter Crawford tomorrow. That's a good name for a pitcher, Cutter Crawford. Generally, he
1: throw Cutter? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> cutter with a K, though, is a little odd. Again. It's almost like that whole Roger Clemens like thing with it's the It's like K's. you
1: going to a movie theater and taking notes. Don't overthink it. Cutter with a K is just kind of.
0: No? Mm-hmm. It'd be like Kevin Spelt with a C. I don't think that's
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh the Angels will be in town for a four games. Uh, four game? No, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That would be three games, Jeff. Three. Games. Three game series this weekend.
1: It's time, right now. You got, you got. What do you got? Go. you got? You uh, got three against Angels, three against the Cubbies, three against Pittsburgh. And then four against Baltimore, and then three against Texas.
0: That, I mean, that, that Orioles series is like a landmine. You think so? Just, yeah. Buck Walter's going to return to manage the Orioles. If the for rota- those three games.
1: if the rotation is good, they'll yeah. be fine.
0: Yeah. No, I. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you. If that. Barrios I, is good, they'll be fine. You surprised, first of all, that Tim Mesa got back. I am. As quickly as he did. I, I am. And secondly, are you surprised that Zach? We we kind of thought this through yesterday. I guess Zach Pop really the only guy they could send down for the most part. Clearly, they don't want to get rid of uh Trevor Richards. Uh, we you know, Kikuchi has offered offered to go down to AAA. A. Uh I don't know <laughs> if AAA A would take him right now. <laughs> Can you get sent down to AAA and then have the AAA team release you? No. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, um, so I, and I'm sure with, with Zach Pop, Zach, I, well, I would think when the rosters expand now you can bring up two position players or one position player and a pitcher, I presume Zach pop would be the guy you'd want to bring up, but you've also got to count for Julian Merriweather, you're going to bring up and Nate Pearson. So I'm kind of scratching my head here as to. As I mean, I guess maybe you just punt the final decision down the road, right? You don't release. I'm sure the thought process is: let's not release anybody until we absolutely have to release them. That's there you go. That's probably I would think so, right? Because
1: guys got options, you yeah. use
0: them. Yeah, and you don't if you release the guy and another team ends up claiming him anyhow.
1: I mean, Zach Pop looks like he has some stuff going forward that you can use like the, you know, the 90, oh, yeah. the 98 with movement gets a better secondary pitch can control the strike zone a little bit better. He's an interesting, you know, what's dude. he doing against lefties. Can he get righties out in like, he's not a finished product, which is good, but he does. He does, He throws hard, <laughs> which is a great thing. And he's got options. So you're going to use yeah. those. I'm right now. Like you're, you would more use him. I know he's pitched later in games, but that's not idea for him. You'd rather pitch him sixth seventh inning somewhere in that range and you got your guys right now that you can do that with so
0: Ben Wagner is our Blue Jays play-by-play voice on Sportsnet he joins us from Boston first of all Mr. Wagner how is the weather looking tonight are we all good to go here
2: I wish I could have a glowing review of the weather but I haven't seen the sun since I left New York um Mm, okay there is a chance of showers later on today. The good news—it's not that stifling heat with high humidity. It's just uh, some some cells that are going through New England. I'm hopeful. I am always hopeful that an on-time start will happen, but uh, I, I can't give that. I can't give that certainty right now.
1: You think uh, Springer plays tonight?
2: <laughs> I do think Springer plays tonight. I think he Ooh. deages tonight. Um, I think that. I think that he's going to get opportunities. Two DH, probably in Boston, maybe during the weekend, perhaps an appearance in the outfield.
0: Really? Well, I, you know, I, I Barker and I were, were we're talking about this. I mean, he's going to have to use his arm in the outfield wherever you put him. Because my thought was, okay, well, don't play him in center, play him in right, but you're still going to have to use the arm. So, I mean, I guess I give it a go, but why? <laughs> Just let the guy DH. Like, why, why, why fool with? What's, it's the Kirk what's saga, working? right? Well, Kirk can Kirk can catch. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. At this point, it's about winning games, isn't it? If Kirk is hitting more than than Jansen is, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah,
2: I, th- I. I think I think a couple of things need to happen before that becomes a problem in making out the lineup. One, George has got to get out and be able to throw and recover or at least recover and feel comfortable enough while he's throwing. The goal when I was talking to some people in New York was him to throw at 150 feet. Right now, he's about at 120, Mm -hmm. and that's just throwing. That's basically light, long toss. They want some intensity to go along with the throws. That's the next step, and once you get past that, plus the day of recovery, which is always the magic uh, term that that they kick around uh, in talking about the progression here, is getting some intensity on those throws and are you going to know until he has to actually make a throw from center from right field the answer is no you're not you're not going to know and this is something that they have they've been managing for months with george in the elbow Uh, the good news is he continues to feel better and that's because of the anti-inflammatory shot and that's the only reason that he's able to go out there and throw the distance that he's throwing right now so this is a pretty big week in terms of managing the arm and then getting him out there, maybe against the Angels, uh, best-case scenario, maybe against the Chicago Cubs at the start of next week. But there is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel for him to get back on the field. And if he can make the throws and make them with, you know, some, some conviction and some intensity here, the Blue Jays are comfortable with getting him back in the lineup. What, um, what's he wearing on his arm? Is
0: it a brace? Do we know is it a brace? Is it a sleeve? And inf- one of those inflatable? Sl- I don't know what it is, but it looks it, it looks odd.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it's like a compression. It's a compression brace, and it, there's a little bit of a stabilizer in there. Uh, you know, I have not actually held it, uh, right. Or but I've but I've been close enough to look at it, and it, it's stabilization on the side. For the elbow, and then and then the compression part of it, just to kind of keep everything right. uh, from moving around. Okay. And and I think it's it, I think it's partly because of one the joint, but then everything that's around the joint with the ligaments and um, whatever else he's got going on there. And I you know I don't know for certain. Mm-hmm. George hasn't George has not exposed that. There's a lot of theories going around uh, about that. And none of them are really good, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. And and likely, whenever the Blue Jay season ends, in the following days, we're probably going to get a report that George Springer has some sort of surgery right. to, to, to figure out whatever is going on and fix whatever is going on.
1: With Jose Barrios tonight, what should fans look for that will tell them that ha, he's going to have a really good night?
2: Well, I, I still am in the camp and talking with Pete and talking with other guys. I am I still believe that the fastball command is going to be a difference maker for Jose Barrios. I, I really do. And the two-seamer has shown really good life. The four-seamer has been a pitch that comes a little bit over the middle and gets fat and then gets, you know, the, the problems. The, the bigger problems have been. Off the fastball. And I've really liked the curveball that he's had, especially his last time out. The curveball was outstanding, I thought, against the Yankees. And, and everything builds off of those couple of pitches. A fastball command is where it's going to start for me. If he relies on the sinker, that's great, too. Uh, I would really like to see him have the ability to throw the fastball, the four-seam fastball, get it elevated, and use and, and everything off of that. That that's the one for me, and and the changeup. You know, if they're if they're going to stack the lefties in there, although although with last night, you know, who knows what the lineup is going to look like. I expect the Red Sox to make a roster move, bring somebody up because you're not going to have Tommy Pham, you're not going to have Xander Bogarts in the lineup tonight. Those are p- two pretty big holes. Mm. Uh, and Pham has been outstanding since coming to Boston, um, so this really this really works a lineup that was kind of listless last night uh, for Boston, uh, they've, they've certainly got some holes in there, especially without those two guys.
1: Ben, Ben, you talk to PD, uh, everyday basis. Is there, is there, do, do they want him to be one-sided with the two-seamer meaning into a righty away to a lefty and not so much that front hip two-seamer to a lefty? Is it more
2: one side? That means arm side for him. Yeah. Well, arm side seems to be, you know, the go-to with yeah. that, with that sinker. I, I really think they like the life on this the sinker. It's about the execution of the sinker. So I think they're going to try to steer him away. And, and that is such an effective pitch, right? Because you heard Aaron Boone talk about it. Alex Cora talked about it. When the Blue Jays have the righties on the mound, they want more lefties in there. They want more lefties in the lineup, especially... And I know Tim Mesa came back and he was warming up last night. But really, the Blue Jays don't have a lefty right now mm-hmm. in the bullpen, mm-hmm. right? So that's why they want to stack all the lefties knowing who's coming in afterwards. So... Specifically on Jose Barrios, the life on the fastball, keep it away, keep it away from the left-handed batters. That's going to be ideal. And you know, it's now it's now coming up with execution, and and that front hip, that front hip sinker was such a devastating pitch for Jose. And I think you know we saw it last year be such a difference maker, and that's why you're trying to find it, and you have to find it on the fly right now with Hosey. but to keep him away, I think he's gonna be more effective with the sinker and see if you can build one, the tunneling action, right? You've got the sinker in the life, then you mix in that changeup. That could be a really, really good combination if he's not able to to locate that pitch on the inside part against left-handed hitters.
0: So Ben, uh, Zach Pop was sent down to make way for Tim Meza. We know that the rosters expand. We know that you can bring up two position players or one pitcher plus a position player. When the rosters do expand, we expand. We're also led to believe that Julian Merriweather and Nate Pearson are going to factor in at some point. You know, knock on wood with Nate Pearson. I, I, how do they? How do you see this shaking out? Because don't you want Zach pop up here in September along along with both of those guys if they're healthy?
2: Yeah, I would say we might see Julian Merriweather ahead of rosters expanding. Okay. We and then when rosters expand, that would allow Zach pop once his days evaporate. Just because the rosters expand, right. you still have to st- you have to stay in the minor leagues for pop. so he's got to stay down his fifteen days right. Um, uh, th- th- so with Julian Merriweather, the numbers look really good, and I asked somebody specifically, okay, you like the breaking ball, you like the velocity on the fastball. I said the problem in when he was in the big leagues was the pitch execution. Everything was there. But he couldn't execute the pitch, and everything was over the middle of the plate. I said, "Is, the, is the, are the numbers of AAA a product of AAA hitters, or is it a product of his pitch execution has increased and it's better? And there was a pause, and the answer was a little bit of both mm. to me. So that's the encouraging sign, and I think that's why that, even though the numbers are really encouraging with Julian Merriweather, when you look at his AAA numbers, that's why there hasn't been a rush to bring him up to the big leagues. It's still another step for him to get out there. On the other side, with Nate Pearson, he's still a little bit of ways off. You know, he's just going to throw a bullpen for the first time today. And the next step for him, multiple bullpens and then game activity. So the Blue Jays have a little bit of time in where to, one, see where he's at to find out, is he going to be effective in the major leagues? I don't think there's a rush at all with Nate Pearson. Nate Pearson has to prove that he can be in the big leagues. And it starts with the game activity and then the results. So um, I think by the pecking order, you'd like to have Zach pop up here mm -hmm. as soon as you can. And Julian Merriweather is next. And then you got to wait and see. You got to wait and see on health with Nate Pearson. And you got to find out if the stuff is going to play.
1: Ben, you see Jimmy Garcia throwing a little harder. You know why that is?
2: Has he changed anything? Uh, fresh. You know what? They're, they're maneuvering his days, and he throws better with a couple of days in between. He doesn't want to go too long without throwing in between. But, but Jimmy has gotten better velocity, and he's been placed in, in. And I asked Jimmy, I said, what's the ideal situation? Because you throw better, and the fastball keeps its life when you add velocity. He says the extra day makes a big difference for him. So he might not be afforded that situation moving forward with the Blue Jays moving into games that they absolutely have to win. But if they can give him those days down in between appearances, uh, that's when you see the uptick in velocity with Jimmy.
1: I haven't talked to you in a while since uh, I saw Jordan Romano add a windup. Can you tell me <laughs> why? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I posed the question. Yeah. I posed the question to Jordan in New York. I said, Now hold on a second. Uh, um, you, you appear in this ball game, you know, because you have to throw. That was my interpretation. He said, Yes. <laughs> and I said, All right, we saw added velocity. Is that because of the rest? He said, Yes. And I said, All right, that's great. Where'd the windup come from? And he goes, I have no idea. <laughs> All of a sudden I'm in.
0: He just did it cuz. He's become a closer. He's now he's crossed the threshold. He can not only can he pitch multiple innings, but he's a lunatic. So he's become a closer.
1: Um, that's awesome.
2: Well yeah. Yeah. I said, well, uh keep those crazy guys on the mound, please. Uh <laughs> Not in this conversation. Uh, hey, but it's, seriously, I'm standing in the in the clubhouse in New York, and I said, "All right, good, good. What about this wind-up thing?" And he goes, e- "Yeah, I I don't know." That's <laughs> off. Awesome. Uh, I said, "Are we going to see it again?" He goes, "Probably not." Uh, I mean, it, it looked like it worked. Yeah, so it was smooth. The, yeah, the life of Jordan Romano. I've like been yeah. yeah. doing it forever. It got
0: DJ Lemayhew's attention. That's for sure. It, it,
2: it almost popped triple digits. They did. Yeah. They did. Um. Yeah, no kidding. He like paused. He said, "What was that? Hold on a second, hang on. I don't. I don't remember that in the video.
0: I don't. I don't remember that. I've seen this guy before. He just hasn't done that." Uh, <laughs> Jackie Bradley Jr.'s homecoming last uh, night in Boston. The Red Sox did a nice, uh, nice tribute to him, and uh, you know, obviously, everybody's happy to see him. I mean, you know, every time he's on base, guys are hugging him, all that stuff. That's good. He's a good dude. Then he goes out and has the Jackie Bradley Jr. game that you would expect from jackie bradley jr four or five years ago my friend barker made this point because when they made this move it's it it, it's it's not a huge move and a lot of people were saying well if you look at bradley zimmer he's actually covers more ground defensively etc etc but you really kind of got you got a a little bit of a you got a little bit of a view i think last night as to something barker said and that is it's easier to sell your team on Jackie Bradley Jr. starting a game in center field in September than it is Bradley Zimmer,
2: isn't it? 1,000%. Absolutely. I, I thought immediately when Jackie Bradley Jr. joined this ball club, he would give the Blue Jays something more offensively than Bradley Zimmer was able to provide and at least not give you the empty at-bats and as mm-hmm. much swing and miss. I thought Jackie Bradley Jr. just arriving would give a better battle at the plate. And I, I kicked around a couple of ideas with the coaches uh, on the trip. And I said, have you been able to identify things specifically with left-handed batters? Because the left-handed batters, like the Raimel Tapias and the Jackie Bradley Jr. jump off the page because their time around the Blue Jays have gotten better. Raimel Tapia has yes. gotten I mean, productive, and yeah. he's been better. Bottom line, from the start to the season to, to where he is now, given opportunities, absolutely, and probably more playing time than the Blue Jays ever imagined giving Rymel Tappy in the outfield. He has gotten better over the course of the year, and is it swing path and projection and planes and all that thing, all that stuff that is identified? Yeah, that's going to be on the individual. Yeah, it's going to go into the scouting reports and placing those players in the right. Spots against the starting pitcher or somebody down the line within a when within a given game that that looks good on paper, and then John Schneider told me, and it's, sometimes it's the gut, it's mm-hmm. his gut as well on when to get these guys in the lineup, and that was by design yesterday. One. Facing Josh Winkowski, two, Jackie's coming back, and three, the Blue Jays need a center fielder. Yeah. So why not put Jackie Bradley Jr. in the most comfortable position ever at Fenway Park? And he made a routine play on a ball that was absolutely crushed out to deep center field, and you think, uh-oh, on contact. And then you remember Jackie Bradley Jr. is out there patrolling the triangle, and it turns into play. It's it's routine. And people people around the Red Sox are saying you're going to appreciate the way he plays the outfield by watching him every day. And we're certainly seeing that, uh, when it comes to at the plate though, absolutely. Jackie Bradley jr. Is it's, it's just a better feel versus what the blue Jays had over the last, well, the first, it wasn't the last, it was like mm-hmm. the first four months of the regular season, right? When they got Bradley Zimmer in there, right. uh, and Jackie, Jackie will give you still those things. And I know the sprint metrics aren't as high as even Bradley Zimmer and not as high as what it was earlier in the season or in his career with Jackie Bradley Jr. But he can still go out there. He can run the bases just fine. He will not make mistakes on the bases. He's a solid baseball player, and he's a great clubhouse guy. And that was evident by the the reception that he got on the field in the drizzle from the Red Sox, the hordes of media that were surrounding the one-on-one, and even the care packages. <laughs> that arrived in front of his locker yesterday in that tiny clubhouse at Fenway Park. So uh, it was a classic Jack- Jackie Bradley Jr. game. He works a walk, he gets on base um, a couple of times, four times, and then he scores a couple of runs. Uh, I don't know how much you could draw it up better if that is something that Jackie is going to provide you every time that he's in the lineup. Yeah, it- and a couple of those those plays off the wall as well were just... Uh... Easy.
3: Well,
0: easy easy n- there's no what I like is there's no drama with him I'm a big believer that well if you, if you're, you're going to yep. be a guy coming off the bench for me or you know I understand in this role he's going to be slightly every day because of Springer status I just don't want drama
2: I don't want drama no, you, you don't. No, you want the little things. Um, Fenway Park obviously is its own beast, right? Because you've got the monster, you've got the triangle. And I talked on the field yesterday with Jackie and I said, you know, is this going to be a comfortable for you? How do you play, you know, how do you play this triangle? And he said, I still feel like I'm trying to figure it out. And he's played in Boston for almost a decade, but. You look at him, and you're like, oh, it's going back into the notch. That's no problem. Oh, are you worried about the low wall? And Jackie's like, I've tumbled over that thing more times than I care to remember. But again, he knows he knows that that low wall is there, and he's going to go full tilt into it. He's going to tumble into the bullpen, or he's going to make a play. And last night, right off the wall, he had it lined up perfectly. It, it looks routine, and you know those little things. If you play it off the wall, what base are you throwing to? That's it. you got to remember those, those stupid little things that aren't going to jump off the scorecard but are going to make a big difference because if you throw to the wrong base and you give up an extra 90 feet here or there, maybe it costs you a run in the moment. Maybe it costs you a run later on in the inning. Uh, there's just a certain level of comfortability watching jackie out there and and Fenway park is going to take the focus the next couple of nights absolutely but it, in every ballpark that jackie's going to go through as this thing goes on early in the game late in the game there is a calmness to him in the outfield
0: last last question from us is john schneider now prepared to admit that the kikuchi zone is a nine run lead it's not an eight run lead <sighs>
2: <laughs> uh it has to be plus or minus a lot for Yusei Kikuchi. Uh it's listen, this is a thorn in the side right now of of the Blue Jays coaches. Yep. How to get him in, mm-hmm. where to get him in. It was sort of by design and luck that he made the appearance on a day that he was scheduled to throw his side if he had been in the rotation. I was certain that he was going to make an appearance last night or tonight because you've got to... I was told by somebody in the front office that when you ramp up in spring training... But also in season when you then power down, if you're a starter moving into a bulk role, there is a process. The Blue Jays pitching department has a process kind of to, you know, just you just don't go into the bullpen, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sit. They they want guys to kind of power down. So Kikuchi appearing in situations is going to be by design if they're up large or down large. Or it's going to be one of those scenarios where you see him throw in the bullpen, you know, and he's got to throw 40 pitches. Right in the bullpen after the final out's been made because he didn't get into that, that game. That's how the next couple of weeks are going to go with Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, uh, but the bigger problem is here, it's occupying a spot yeah, in yeah. the Blue Jays' bullpen well, right that's now. That's what we're saying, yeah, sure. And these spots are at a premium. They need, they need to get people in positions and they want to have a core in that bullpen of trusted arms regardless of any scenario that's rolling out there and Kikuchi does not factor into any scenario right. for the Toronto Blue Jays unless you're up 9 or you're down 9. Right. So yeah, that's got to be it's got to be a wash where you just go up and you mop innings and you, you know, you grind through another Kikuchi outing last night, and then Reese McGuire goes to the mound and and throws a 1-2-3 inning. And you're trying to figure out this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're like, how could a pitcher... <laughs> the obvious thing is you treat Kikuchi to and pick uh, up the money. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You seven pitch, a oh seven-pitch, one-two-three yeah. inning That's from awesome. you, you, the third-string catcher on the Boston Red Sox. That's and yet the first eight pitches that, that Kikuchi uh. throws completely misses the zone. Well, uh, oh, the good thing is we've only got him for two more years.
0: Ben, thanks for this, man. We'll let you go. Thanks a lot, man. You got it, guys. Be yeah. well. All yeah. right, you too. That's Ben Wagner, our Blue Jays you know, radio voice on you, Sportsnet 590. You, you, the fan. You
1: notice he said up nine, not
0: up eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, man. It I just, mean, it's, the, the Kikuchi Zone is a thing. It's it's it is a thing. I just wonder what Petey said when he went out there. Oh, I don't What do you say now? I know what I would have done. I would have told the, I would have told you.
1: You're the I only guy I have to come out here for.
0: <laughs> I would have told you that I would have told the interpreter. Yeah, the words I'm saying, I don't need you out there with me. Don't he understands worry. It. I'm gonna drop some universal language <laughs> on this guy. Anyhow. Uh, but hey, you know, Ben's we just finished talking about this. No question. If P- Merryweather, you want him up? You want pop back up? Pop certainly deserves to be in the in the bullpen a hell of a lot more than Kikuchi does. So how, how are you going to make this work? Because even when the rosters expand, you can't bring up four relievers. He's occupying a spot. Yeah. It's tough. It is. It is. Because they feel obligated to get him in a game. And sure, and, they sure do. And hey, he's a human being. And no the coaches question. are human beings. And you're looking down in the bullpen. And there's a dude down there who, from all accounts, is a pretty good guy. Mm-hmm. Like Tries it's easy. Hard. It's easy for Jeff Blair to come on and say, stick him in the bullpen and let him you know, and, and, and let him just let him rot. But I don't have to share a charter with him. I don't have to share a bus with him. I don't have to walk past his locker for six weeks. And the other thing is, let's keep this in mind. I don't have to work with the dude for two more years. Like that's the other thing here. You know, we can laugh and joke and just leave him on the side and all this, but you may actually need him next year. So yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's not, not a good easy. spot. It'd be really good if he could if he could develop another neck strain. Maybe sleep in an uncomfortable pillow tonight or they something did. like There's, that.
1: Those, they're very uncomfortable in those yeah, five star
0: hotels. Boy, they're tough. Yeah, they are indeed. Yeah, they are. that's hard. Maury Brown is Forbes baseball business writer. The Los Angeles Angels. Arte Moreno finally, finally, finally is exploring the sale of the team. I remember when Arte Moreno bought the team. Everybody was excited because he was a high-profile Latino owner, loved baseball. He was the guy who was going to get involved in the game. He was the guy that was going to help the Angels you know, in, increase their imprint in the Los Angeles area. At the time, everybody, there wasn't anybody in baseball who didn't look at this deal and didn't think this is one of the best things to happen to baseball in a long time. What happened? We'll find out from Maury Brown. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan 360, wherever you get your favorite podcast.
2: More Leafs, more Raptors, more Blue Jays. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and Eilish. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, Parker's back leg bits in a few minutes. That's where you get a chance to ask Kevin Barker questions. You can DM us, DM me. My Twitter handle is SN Blair. DMs are open. And if you can't get in, you've probably said or done something at some point to piss me off in life. But don't worry about it. Get in line with that. Don't be that person who is whining because someone blocked you on social media. You've got better things to do in your life than whine about people who've blocked you on Twitter. Seriously. Just don't get Twitter. Try that. That's a good one.
1: Well, it's an easy fix. I know. Yeah, you, you don't get blocked.
0: Oh. Don't get on Twitter. I mean, I mean, if it's gonna bother you, I want to state the obvious. Anyhow, there you go. So uh, DMs are open, and, and uh, uh, again, the Twitter handles SN Jeff Blair. Come up with good questions for Barker. We asked a question at the start of the show about Ross Stripling. Oh, would you sign him the long-term deal, and what would you give him? Creative 30. answers. Everybody's in the same area. Three years, ten. Some folks have said. Uh, ten a year, you mean? Ten a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's about what Which I think called. is
0: about what we are. More than one person has said, just take Kikuchi's money and give it to him. i suggested that, but it doesn't work that way. You say he's not going to give his money up. No. Although. Well, you know who his agent is? Yes, I do know who his agent is.
1: Yeah, that agent ain't going to give nobody no money
0: He would figure out a way to have him give up money but also make money in return, (laughs) which is why Scott Boris is the best agent of all time. In the history. The Los Angeles Angels are in town uh, this weekend. And, well, I just saw one of my story ideas disappear because I was going to do something on how the Angels would come to some sort of conclusion on what to do with Shohei Ohtani and Mike Trout, especially Shohei Ohtani uh that's kind of gone by the wayside because Arte Moreno their owner is exploring the sale of the angels and one of the things I was going to suggest is that he explore sale of the angels because I don't think you're necessarily going to have any conclusion to this thing with Arte Moreno running the team now that's how I see it let's see how someone who actually knows what they're talking about sees it that's like the way I did that transition right the Maury Brown of Forbes joins us on Blair and Barker Maury thanks so much uh, thanks so much for joining us. Before we get to the baseball question, I have to ask you this because I know that you play in Shoot to Thrill, yeah. an ACDC cover band. I follow you on social media. I keep track of where your gigs are. I gotta ask you this. You are playing for the last time ever. What is the last ACDC song you want your band Great to play? Question. I like rock I like rock and roll train. I'm going oh. a little a little off here, but what would your song be?
3: Oh man, that's that's a great question. Uh, I love "Let There Be Rock." A because it's really long, and B because it's super high energy and Bon Scott. But yeah, man, I, you can't go wrong with that stuff. I mean, there's really no there's really no wrong or right answer to that one. I mean, the whole catalog's pretty great.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's. I, I was just I was just wondering because I I kind of like Rock and Roll Train, but I mean that's anyhow. That's yeah. You're right. That's that, a great one. No, it's tremendous. That's it's always been uh, my favorite ACDC song. Anyhow. Enough of that. Uh, so, Arte Moreno, one, is he going to sell the Angels? And two, if he sells the Angels, does that it, will somebody new come in and take care of Shohei Ohtani and we'll never have to talk about this again?
3: Well, I think he's going to sell it. I, I really do. I mean, it, it, there would be, a, I would think, a, a pretty strong interest in, in the Angels, mostly because they're a depressed asset, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've only been to the playoffs once since he purchased the team. I think it was 2014 um they have arguably the two biggest stars in the league on their roster but haven't been able to do anything about the standings um i think i i I think in terms of otani it's a tough question because he becomes a free agent in 2023 right so um if the sale happens fast uh, and somebody with deep pockets rolls in, right? I mean, I don't know if it's going to be as deep as what we see with the Dodgers, right? But somewhere, you know, that's in a better position to do that and is able to re-sign him, again, I, I think that happens. Um, Moreno may also move him because you may try to lower your costs, right, to make the this, this sale more enticing, which is what we've seen in Washington, D.C. with the Nationals. So it could go either way. I mean, i Gosh, I would prefer, I mean, if you're an Angels fan, and and I think for the the solidness of that club, which deserves to have a better showing than it has, um, that you would figure out a way to, A, not trade him, and, B, have somebody come in and sign him to an extension. But, you know, it's a two-way street. You know, even if there was money thrown at him by the Angels, there's nothing to say that, you know, maybe he wants to go someplace that can see that there's a competitive window with them you know, right now, uh, you know, obviously the situation with the Angels will require other pieces.
1: Is there something, uh, you know, behind the scenes with the team that that's why they're not winning? Is it not – because he's spending money. I mean, he spent money on Trout, Rendon. Like, they're spending a little bit of money, but it has to be something else. Is it something
3: else? No, I don't – I think it's just, you know, he – Artie Moreno is maybe the most meddling – owner that we have seen since george steinbrenner and that i think has a lot to do with it i think that a lot of the signings yeah they've spent money i mean it's not like he hasn't thrown resources at stuff it's just been spent poorly mm-hmm. so you know i i think that they you know again need to do a better job in the front office and look they've had a bunch of other stuff happen you know they had this you know tyler skeggs die and they had you know somebody in the front office there they had, you know, sticky stuff problems with one somebody, you know, mixing up, you know, concoction to help, you know, spin rates for pitchers. And there's just been a bunch of problems. And then there's been stuff on the business side that hasn't all been the Angels' fault that I just think primes them to be sold. And I think that they can get some of the things done that others haven't.
0: And you know, Maury, I went back and looked at some of the stuff that was written when Arte brought Bought, bought the team. And, and at the time, you know, much was made of the fact that you were going to have a high-profile Latino owner. He was, you know, uh-huh. he seemed to be a baseball fan. Was there a point where it went south? Like can, can we pinpoint one thing and say, okay, this is where, for whatever reason, the, you know, the hopes that, that folks had for Arte Moreno suddenly, you know, just suddenly disappeared?
3: Now, I mean, it's a great question. I don't think there's any, been any one thing um, I, you know, he was kind of a hero at first. Sure, I mean, for all it was great, right? I mean, let's let's be you know very clear here. You want to have a Latino owner in your ranks. You want to have minority owners if you can help it. I mean, it's a you know lily white league for the most part. So, look, I mean, it 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 was a, a great day for the league when he signed it. He lowered beer prices, which of course everybody got excited about. And but it, I think that what happened was once he the. Um, you know the shine wore off of the World Series win, which of course he inherited, right? Right. Um, the the glow of that, and then it didn't really turn into much of anything consistent. Um, and the losing ways. I mean, that you just kind of saw that. And again, I kind of mentioned a couple of things that happened in the front office. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be the kind of the turning point. I think. You know, if you were going to look at it, he was a m- massive hawk during the recent negotiations for the new labor agreement that we're under now, he was one of the guys that said, we have got to tamp down on the luxury tax ceiling, which you sit there and go, you own a team in baseball's second largest market. Granted, you know, you're sharing it with the Dodgers who suck up a lot of air in that area, but still, I mean, why, why aren't you the guy sitting there going, we should be able to do more with this thing. So, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any one thing in general, but I, I think some of the scandals that rocked the, the front office may have been that turning point.
0: Maury, do you think that whoever buys this team, that one of the first things they will have to do is is take a serious look at, at building a new stadium? I, I I think if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, there was talk about Long Beach at one point. I don't pretend to know the area. I don't know if that would even work, but... Is that going to be a priority for the new person, or can they make it work where they are and, 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 and maybe sort of, I don't know, rebuild or refurbish uh, the existing stadium?
3: Yeah, I think it's the latter. I mean, that's what that was what the plan was. I mean, they had a deal where they were going to buy the stadium and they were going to refurbish the stadium and then build around the parking lots. They were going to do a big mixed-use development, right? And this is the kind of the soup de jour for all of the owners now is to get ballpark villages around ballparks to basically have, you know, maximize revenues on game days. But the uh, development around it doesn't count on the books for baseball. And it's non-baseball-related money. And that fell through. There was a scandal, you know, you know about campaign contributions and everything. The mayor had to resign, and that killed that deal. I think that that can be resurrected. It may not be for on the cheap like Moreno had had gotten it, but I think that that's a big deal. The Long Beach thing was it never had legs. I don't see it. I really <clears throat> believe that. Um, it's pretty clear. I mean, Angel Stadium is the fourth oldest in the league. And if you've been there, you know, I mean, it's, it's not great. You know, Mm -hmm. it shares at the freeway. It doesn't have, you know, some of the ambiance that others do, but it could be, you know, refurbished, I think. And, and again, uh, I think the big deal is there's a sea of parking lot around it. And that, that development is going to be something that any new owner is going to want to try and seek. That's really something that's all the owners, if you look at what the A's are trying to do now with their new ballpark, you know, or anybody else, that's that's a big deal for them.
0: Maury, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot.
3: All right. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day.
0: You too. Maury Brown of Forbes. You can follow him on Twitter at Bizball Maury.
3: Huh. Does if,
0: if, a, uh Does a terrific job breaking down baseball business
1: if i if i were the new owner of that team the first thing i would try and figure out is how do you keep that center fielder on the field yeah i mean he just doesn't play is that high performance is that what he's doing before the season starts like you got to figure that out first because if they're going to go anywhere i mean having the best player on planet earth not playing enough i mean I, i don't know again i'm on the camp that it's up to the player but man he's had a lot of lower half things going on maybe that's just not him well, Maybe that's the organizational wide thing. So that for me, anyway, with other things, I know there's a lot of other things that they need to be that needs to be taken care of. But man alive, figure out how to get the best player on planet Earth playing more.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, I think the biggest thing is show. Hey, I, I look. If, this this gets back to the whole thing with Juan Soto. Is your team more valuable with a great player on it than it isn't? Now, I would have, I've had people tell me, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're, when you buy the team, you're buying the stadium, you're buying the brand, you, you know, you're buying the real estate around it. The one exception would appear to be Shohei Otani because you are instantly giving yourself an avenue into a large market in Japan. You are instantly doing that. Who, whoever has Shohei Otani is going to be a big deal in Japan. Shohei Otani should be worth money to you. So for me, the first thing I do, this is just me. The first thing I do is I sit down with Shohei Otani and say, I want to keep you here for a long time. I'm prepared to make you the highest paid player in baseball. Let's get this thing done. That's the first thing I do. I would have no problem Mm. giving him the biggest. Who, if if you said right now, I'm going to make Shohei Ohtani the highest-paid player in baseball history, who's going to look at you and say, why are you doing that? Because you paid a third baseman a lot of money who the, never the, plays. De- you de- paid play a center fielder de- a lot de- of money don't, who never that plays. That de- de- doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. They aren't Shohei Ohtani. It's not, I didn't pay Anthony Rendon on that money. That was the previous ownership. Correct. I didn't give Mike Trout the money. That was the previous ownership. I'm the new owner. Tell me why I shouldn't be give a guy who could be... Who's one of the best players in the game and one of the best pitchers in the game? Why shouldn't make him the highest paid? Uh, I agree. With
1: you. Well, I think you got to do both. Mike Trout's played eighty four games, got twenty five big ones, it's got an OPS of nine and over nine and a half. Yeah. I mean, to say he's not a great player, he's a great so player. You can do, you can do both. He's a great if you player. Have player done you want know, to money and got, do all that? You go ahead. And but do I that. got
0: Mike, Mike Trout signed. Every I don't day, have to worry. about Kevin, day Mike, players is not their no, issue. No, but Kevin, my point is, I don't need to worry. about it. He's signed. Okay, I don't have I'm to saying, do anything. I'm talking about keeping them on the field. Well, that's, so there's a lot of things. Go I'm not into. entirely. I, I would. I don't know the Angel. I, I would I imagine either. the Angels haven't shortchanged their medical staff. I. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. But uh,
1: everybody's got their own theory on how how it needs to be done.
0: Yeah, but if, if you're asking me, if you're just not
1: playing is my thought. Is my thinking. Uh,
0: you know, if you're asking me, I, I think O'Shohei Shohei Ohtani is the most important player in that team. Mike Trout, with all due respect to Mike Trout, is. I mean, I. You know I, he's almost he's almost value added because I can't trust him to play every day. Mm. but again, I'm the new owner. It doesn't matter. I don't uh, have to do anything you? sure there <clears throat> go. uh it's uh that time of the show, Barker's back leg like bits where we let you, the listener or the viewer uh, ask questions of Kevin Barker. Scott Webb says uh, with everyone so excited about Jackie Bradley, Jr, what's happening with Ryan Altapia? Me Tapia seems like a better center field replacement during Springer's injury. Scott, nothing's happening. Uh you know, Tapia is the better left-handed hitter than Jackie Bradley Jr. That's pretty good. Uh that's pretty obvious. I think they're gonna you're gonna have games where they're both in the lineup. It's just
1: like it's just like but, that, the way they use their bullpen. They're they're trying to match up. Yeah, Put the best is, offense, best defense on the field, that
0: game. At the end of the day, if you need a if you need a hit from a left-handed batter, Rymel Tapia is gonna be your guy. And there will there be days where he'll play in center. And Jackie Bradley won't be playing because Jackie Bradley may come into the game as a defensive replacement in right field. He can play right field as well. It's about matchup. Uh, it is about matchup. There this is kind of... This is an interesting question. Mike Tweedy. Should umpires be given the odd day off if they miss a call badly? Um, and, and and he's talking about, I think, the play... Was it Brandon Drury where they, where they had missed a call badly? This is in your player. wheelhouse. Well, no, I'm going to say this because the same... Now, this is the... In, in the Premier League, if you're an official and has a bad game, you get sent down to the next – you you get sent down to the lower league. Do they play 162 games a no, year? No, but this is my point. They get sent down to the lower league, and the folks in the lower league say, well, why are you giving us your crap? <laughs> they get sent down for a weekend as punishment, and they get called up. Part of the problem is 162 games – all these I mean there's a lot of games you require a lot of umpires. I like the idea personally. I think if an umpire we've already we've already gone that way. I think if an umpire has and you can pick a grade. Let's say you've got to hit 91 on that grading system they use. If you get below 91, I don't have a problem saying you need to work on something. You need to go down to the minors. Well, I have no do, problem bringing a guy up from do the do minors. They do that with the playoffs.
1: They, they they're <clears> trying to take the best umpires grade-wise. Yeah. And and you know the the umpire that's been around for a bazillion but, but years he shouldn't is, be around for a bazillion but, but years. My point is that's
0: great, but what if, if a guy has a if a guy has a game in July? I have be, no I have no problem be, with that. He'll be umpiring third the next yeah, day. I, like I, but no, but I but I'm saying I think they should be sent down. Is what I, I'm saying? I do too. It's, I it, have it, no problem with the, that. It's the it's Major League
1: Baseball's fault. You treat an umpire just like you treat a baseball player. If they're not good, they're not a big league umpire. But that's not the way they treat those guys.
0: We have. One, two, three, four, five DMs asking this question. I kind of thought we'd get this. By the way, everybody agrees, seems to agree on the number for Ross Stripling. But it's I've had, a ton of I've money. had five other people money. ask this question. Three-game wildcard. You know we we're going here. Three-game wildcard series. Gossman, Manoa, no-brainers. Brios is stripling the third game. What park is it? That, yeah, that's the question. What park is it? Is it home? Are you in the road? Are you hosting? Can
1: I can I see Barrios for the next however many starts he's got that's, left, six or seven more starts this year? I
0: think We're that gonna, no, that that's, an answer.
1: that's fair. Yeah, and I and I hate to say this because I know you you hate to hear it, but they dropped one hundred and thirty large on Barrios. I mean, you roll your eyes. All, no, all, I, oh, you won't. No, no, no. But no, it's no. a thing when no. it comes playoff
0: time. Yes, it is. It's a thing. And I will agree with you. When it gets to the playoffs. Yes. It's okay. I didn't pay you 130 million oh, bucks over six years to sit your ass to not to be on my the roster. Three and
1: a half million dollar guy pitched the third game of a series. I agree that's,
0: with I no I'm not I, doing it. I agree with you completely. No chance. I, I absolutely. When it comes to the playoffs, yeah, the money plays so, the money absolutely. has a role. It sure does. And also it should. Because if you Jose Barrios has not had a great year. Well, no, but let me say that I I need this guy around for another six years. If I say to him, you're not good enough. This is what the Mariners did with Kikuchi last year. If I say you're not good enough to be in my playoff roster, yeah. take a pretty big man to not be chapped and go, I got six more years of this guy. I absolutely think contracts and dollar value play a huge role when it comes to the playoffs. and it, matters it, it in the will be it. Too. now the other thing you can do though, the other thing you can do with Ross Stripling, if you want, because he's done it, you can put him in your bullpen for the postseason. So theoretically, Brios goes out and stinks, boom, <laughs> stripling comes in right away. I I mean it's not it's not that uh it's not as much of an issue as you, it, it, as you it might see. It will be
1: interesting to see when
0: they use burritos. Is it game two? Is it game three? That to me is the bigger question, and that depends on. I think that depends on your ballpark. And what went? What happened in game one? And what happened in game one? No, I, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely with you on that. I think a lot welcome of welcome to
1: my side, because I just I, it, you, sooner than later you always agree with me.
0: Here's a good one. <clears throat> George Springer's healthy elbow. I know you just made up this name because you don't have a lot of followers, but the question's good, so I wanted to make <laughs> it out there. If you could add one player from the 2015 Blue Jays to this current team, who are you choosing? My answer's easy. Brett Cecil. Oh, come on. Left-handed pitcher? You got a left-handed Not pitcher? a chance. Brett Cecil. Who Not are you a picking? chance.
1: It's going to be Edwin. Big time hitter against big time Brett pitching. Cecil,
0: You go to the World Series if you have Brett Cecil in your team in 2015. He said this year. hey yeah, he said. He could, well, not yeah. 15. 15, they win the World Series with him. Yeah, that's what I said. That's I'm what he said? No, I'm saying he said, could you add one player from the 2015 Blue Jays team to this current team? Who's their left handed reliever? Brett, Brett Cecil's who you pick. Who's their left handed uh, reliever? Who cares? That's what I say to that. <laughs> who cares? You're an idiot. I
1: want it spinning. Get it down. Get it
0: singing. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. Ah, That's Caesar. it for us. It just
1: uh, rolled off uh, we'll your tongue, doing, Brad Cecil didn't.
0: We'll be doing Blue Jays talk following the game as long as it doesn't end too late because we're old and they don't let us on the air when it's late at night. We'll be back tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan 360, wherever you get your favorite podcast.